Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. My dad's not here right now. He's still at work. So I'm going to bless him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm going to set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it and I like his aggressiveness on it and the Bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mobile wrapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need the spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Downright hilarious moment that no one was here to share in uh, Bulldog at home today. That's my understanding, at least. When the subject of the Four Nations uh, hockey tournament was brought up in sports just now, I, having not heard of this or known of the nations, as Zach was reading them off, he went Canada, or I don't remember the, the exact order, Sweden, Canada, United States, and I quickly and loudly, to in an empty room, yelled out Eswatini uh, for the fourth nation, but that, that actually was incorrect. Finland is the fourth nation, uh, but I have been laughing, you know, in, in, the, in the moment since, the idea of Eswatini being the fourth country. Thank you. I never really have the guts to really go through with the pretending I'm not here thing. <laughs> the, way, the way you said, I haven't, oh. said, I haven't made a sound yet, and you're like, uh, you Bulldog's at home, that's my understanding. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> Where does this <laughs> end and when? Is he going to take this all the way to seven? It's like a Whatever this is. skit. I'm just going to skip. When is the joke played out? And then go keep going. <laughs> now it's making you mad. Keep going. Uh, That's anyway, right. I, when it's a joke, it's a it's a chilling silence. Right. You know, like that's that's radio. You have to you're, you go you go solo. You think you think it's funny. No one is there to confirm it. Right. Uh, if someone is supposed to be there, then yeah. it really would be a chilling moment. The, you know, the thing the thing that makes it pr- probably really unfunny is that you wouldn't know for sure whether or not my gear was working. That's right. <laughs> so that, that's right. That's uh, my reluctance anyway. But um, the, yeah, I mean. Uh, Go figure, the NHL flooding the news cycle with um, things that fans have been clamoring for for d- decades even? I, I don't know, um, given what's going on in London, Ontario. 
Um, call me a skeptic. Anyway, I welcome yeah. the news about the Olympics and the Four Nations, obviously, but you know, I don't think you have to dig real hard to see probably what they're trying to do. Move the move the just move the move story the attention to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I uh, concur that Olympic hockey is great, and I'm looking forward to that too. I needed it. I mean, last is it two in a row? Or more, where they haven't competed. They haven't played since 2014 in Sochi. So okay. it's That'll already be... been 10 years. It'll be 12 by the time they get on the ice in 26. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you've got, <laughs> you know, the best player of a generation in McDavid has never had. I mean, was he, he was a part of that young, stout, young Guns thing, Team North America, with Eichel back in, that I think was in 15. Uh, when they were both rookies. And Is that the one Ralph Kruger coached in? Team Europe? I, I think so. I think that's right. I think that's right. Okay. I think that was 15. If not 15, it was at the beginning of the 16 season. So one year into both of their careers, McDavid and Michael. Um, so, I mean, it, it is, yeah. Kind of, it's a little stark that, you know, the best player in the world has never had the chance to really play in an Olympic tournament. So, But they'll, they're fixing it, so good. Also, the Kings fired their coach? Correct. Are, are they good? Was it the Sabre loss that, that uh, did it? it? The Sabre loss was, I mean, Drew Doughty went, went off. off after that. Like, yep. selfish players interested in them, their own stats and all. Um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's how teams that are good, or at least are used to being good, or think they are still good, react when they lose to a team that they perceive as terrible. Enough times. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not uh, going to be one. They, I game, mean, they but... they started out great, and I thought they looked great, and they have been sideways for longer than they were great. Now, is this uh, right? I didn't. I should know, but they early on. Remember Travis talking about like their the goaltending out of nowhere was incredible. That and was Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot, yeah. and you know how that goes, right? And you right. saw him play against Buffalo. Yep. I mean, yeah, he had a I, nice run. I think the word "slob" was used to describe by, by the you. goaltending that night, or by, by me, Dowdy. Yes. I don't know about Doughty, but I, an, I, I went there. They had a nice two months. Yeah, you know, we, we've we've been there. We've been there. Yeah. So um, okay, well, should be fun tonight, tomorrow, uh, the All Star Game. I hope uh, we can have fun today, as our listeners and even perhaps our hosts still reeling from yesterday's. Uh, semi-quasi-prediction that the Bills would go defense in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, It's just been a tough 23 hours since (laughs) Cody Carpentier dropped that on us. But um, it, it, it is going to be, of course, it is going to be, you know, worth debating if the balance, like the depth is really different between defensive line, say, or even safety, I suppose, in theory, and receiver, right? Because as badly, we want to feel good this year at the draft for the first time with this position that the Bills are just like getting after it and not going to try to sort of sneak you know, Khalil Shakir's and Justin Shorter's onto the field, right? (laughs) Just like a, a real... Yep. Top first round pick. You know, it says it all. First round pick. But man, like it doesn't have to be. You don't have to have a first round pick to win. We we know that from all the winning they've done 
and not having even day two picks often on the field at wide receiver. So anyway, like there, we, we've all learned by now, I think there are a lot of a lot of guys, mm-hmm. you know, maybe twenty or more credible wide receiver prospects. And if that's true, and you don't have that kind of quality depth at defensive tackle or edge or safety, then I think it's probably reasonable to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I um, I mean, I don't disagree. It, it's reasonable. It's still going to make me insane because maybe we're not, I'm not in a position to be reasonable about their receiving core anymore. <laughs> they do need help there too, desperately. And, um, you know, the fact that they have poured the resources they have into the defensive line, that doesn't erase the needs they have right now. But, like, they have done it again and again and again while not doing it at receiver. So if the, if the needs are perceived as equal by, by us, by the outside, I think it's still going to enrage people, even if you calmly and coolly explain it the way you just did. Like there's, you know, if they, if they have access to, say, at pick 28 or if they want to burn an asset to move up two or three, whatever, right? They, they've got access to, let's say, the fifth best receiver uh, at 28. And I don't even know if that's – that might not I, be realistic. I think it might not be. <laughs> so maybe it's six, seven, or whatever. Whatever number they've got, okay? Let's let's say seven, if that's a better, okay. more palatable number for Let, you. Keep going. Okay, so they've got access to receiver seven. And, I, you know, what, what the consensus is, you know, will shape our discussions, like what scouts say about receivers eight through, what you say, 20? Sure. Uh, right? What the Bills have – is what will decide for them what they're going to do. And if the grades from 8, 9, 10, 11 aren't that different from 12 through 15 or whatever, like the next three guys, if they've got enough guys that they like that meet all their criteria, right, Um, athleticism, um, intelligence, you know, team, whatever, whatever they're looking for, um, then it would be prudent to wait and draft receiver after if the defensive tackle position, if that's what we're, we're targeting. And for the sake of this, let's just focus on that. But I guess it could be edge too. They have a need all across the line. So, um, but there's a, there's more of a, a drop off there. Then, you know, that makes sense. A, a way that I could maybe find it palatable um, because whoever they pick, even if it's at 28 or 25 or whatever, or if they wait until Friday, say to pick a receiver we're not going to know whether the guy's going to be good or they're going to hit on it so if they want to go tackle in the first round the formula formula the the order of things that would appeal to me is if they went receiver receiver in rounds two and three that because i i I need i need the odds to be good that i'm going to get somebody that can play right away and contribute right away and i don't know if i'm just taking one guy early and maybe a flyer late I don't know that I have as good a, a good a chance of doing that. So I might want to, you know, double up. I, I've said a few times that two of their first three picks being receiver, I think would be appropriate considering where they're at with the position. So that's a way to do that without using your first on a receiver. Going to be tough to expect even a first-round pick receiver to hit the ground running, so to speak, 
you know, as a rookie in the NFL. This year's guys didn't do that. A couple of them got there. Addison and Flowers got there. Smith and Jigba was never. He was the third guy on that team the whole time, and that was not surprising. And then uh, Johnston was terrible. Wide receiver seven, good number. Wide receiver seven in last year's draft was Rashi Rice in round two. Wide receiver nine was Tate Dell, by the mm-hmm. way. It's really just like we saw with Davis. Any of them, you're, you mentioned the right word, odds. What are the odds? Like any of these guys can be good, even if you wait until day three. Davis was good. Diggs mm-hmm. is good. Like these are day three picks. Shakir even, is good. Even Shakir, right? So we we know that that can happen, and we probably want to be optimistic about that if that's where we end up. But um, what are the odds? It's interesting to think about last year, too, because I am not, as you know, interested in trading up almost ever. Um, I want to just sort of say almost because there can be an exception, I guess, but I, I would rather not do it. And not trading – well, they end up trading up anyway, but – they would have had to move, as it turns out, quite a bit up to get a receiver in the first round. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jonathan Mingo was wide receiver five. And any, anybody, even maybe, um, well, Addison, not really. Like, none of those guys was a reach as a first-round pick, as I remember it. Smith and Jigba was supposed to be the first guy to go, and he was. Um, the other guys were all talked about as potential first-round players. So the Bills would have had to do that. And I do not blame them for not. And then Kincaid was kind of an interesting pivot, if you if you will. And I think we like that pick, Kincaid, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. no 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 marks off for last year, unless you want to talk about round two. Round two was Osiris Torrance, who played like every snap of the season. <laughs> That's a win, you know. Even if it is a guard, that is a win. With a, a late second round pick who was good never leaves the field. And that's right around where, like, right Tank Dell goes shortly after that, early round three. And, um, you know, you can do this forever. But it's really going to be <laughs> how we react to it from late April until week one is just, you know, is what it is. It's just it's just talking and, and hoping, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how uh, everyone else does it, um, but... I, I, you know, we we obviously participated in this conversation yesterday with Cody Carpentier, who's, you know, at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, and he talked about this tackle from Texas, Sweat, right? Is that, yep. that's the Tavondre Sweat. Right. And today, as luck would have it, I don't think it was Cody, I think it was just someone else that's there. I mean, I follow a bunch of people who are, are covering this thing and posting videos on, uh, on social media, and I, the, one of the first things I see this morning, certainly one of the first football highlights I see this morning, is a one-on-one where this dude basically forklifts a dude, right? And like just just hit, runs into him and just he never really stops moving at the speed he was moving at when he hit the guy. He just plows this guy right back into you know it's not a drill where there's a quarterback, there's like a dude standing there in you know in shorts and a t-shirt where the quarterback would be, and he just barrels this. <laughs> I'm like. Okay, <laughs> you know, I'm like, listening. Just, I'm listening. Go, oh, okay, like like the Google eye emoji. Like, uh, you know, okay. I, if I got to make peace with this, uh, okay. It's one stinking rep. I mean, I you know what is that worth? 
But that's my brain works that way. Like, well, maybe this guy's not so bad. <laughs> maybe I do want Tavondre Sweat over maybe all the receivers. I really do. Maybe I want the big fat guy. Maybe, yeah. Hey, just not even. It was impressive that clip. Yes, it was. Here's Aaron with us. Hi, Aaron. Hey, how you guys doing today? Great, thanks, Aaron. Good, good. Uh, I think it's absolute insanity for to not take a receiver in round one for the reason that you just said, and that is that you don't know a hundred percent whether they're going to be good. And I think we must go receiver in round one, round two, with the beans, you know, expertise and drafting great defensively and in, in later rounds. And with how deep this draft is, but the deep, how the depth of this draft is only going to get to the third round, and we only have two picks in the first three rounds. So I think kind of have to go back to back, and I think we can get very good receivers there. But anything other than that to me is just talking to a tree. I I I, I don't I hate it. So this is my <laughs> okay. opinion. they will they will have a, a third pick. They don't they don't have it yet. They 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 I think traded it away for Rasul Douglas, but they're they should get it back as compensation for Tremaine Edmonds leaving. So it, it might not be on the board right now, but whenever those get awarded, they will have, they will have, they should have a third round pick. Uh, so they'll have their, you know, it won't be their pick. It'll be at the end of the round, but you know, that's how different is that, you know, five or six picks um, depending on how many of those picks there are. Uh, so I think they'll have the ability to make two picks on Friday. Well, that's good. Um, so round yeah. three and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really, you know, if you're, if you're buying something, all right, it doesn't have to be football players, but of course we're talking about football players. Uh, I don't know how hard do I want to try to just, you know, make it about something else. But if, if there's a lot of this other thing and it's comparable, you think anyway, I mean, as recognizing how hard it is to be right about what you think, but you've done your work and you've got your guys slotted where they're slotted and there's a bunch of things available at at a lower cost asset-wise and you have other needs, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's Again, I don't think people will be happy about it if it happens, but... They have other positions to fill. That's undeniable that they do. They have like three linemen under contract or four, and one of them is Kingsley Jonathan, and one of them is Von Miller. Right. By the way, who, who and Jonathan might be might be you might be more hopeful about him than Von Miller. You at might. This point. Well, you talk about fan reaction. I see out the window here. People are starting to form mm. in the parking lot. I should have come in. People are starting to gather. <laughs> Worried, worried fans are assembling already. It's not even, you know, two months away. It's more than two months away. Carl is with us. Hi, Carl. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, basically, I was I called. I heard you guys mention about uh, Kincaid. Um, I kind of didn't like the trade up for Kincaid. That's my only problem. You gave. Would you really trade a first and a fourth for Kincaid when Laporta gets as productive in the second round? Then you got Puka Nakua coming in. And what the fourth or fifth round? So that fourth round pick, you could have actually spent. Not that anybody knew where he was going to be, but that's why I kind of don't like that pick for Kincaid. It's the trade up that was the problem for me. This is thanks, Carl. You know, this is where I think you got to be fair about who the players are. Even I am guilty of this already. I told you who wide receiver seven and wide receiver nine were last year. I didn't tell you who wide receiver eight was Marvin Mims. Maybe he's he turns out for Denver, but he had a nothing year. So. It's just not it's not good enough, I think, to just sort of pick out the very best possible picks later. If you thought, and people would have, 
I don't usually do my own work for you know, like too seriously when it comes to this. But like, if you thought, no, it has to be Laporta, then what can I tell you? You know, like maybe you did. Somebody might, might have thought it has to be Sam Laporta. And there's so many other, as we know from all the years of this, factors that you don't even. No one can really know for sure whether if the two players switched teams, it would have been Kincaid that smashed the records, you know, and Laporta here is running screen routes. Like, why Why would that not have been the case, actually? You know, the way they were fit into their offense. You try to draft the guy. It was weird about Kincaid. Like, describe the way he was downfield, and really there wasn't a lot of that uh, this year. But I don't know. You to, to say you could have had Puka Nakua, you could have had Tom Brady in the 2000 draft, too. Like, it's just... You, you don't really you know, tie yourself up in not it's, doing it. Yeah. It's rare to get such a home run out of out of a pick like that. I mean, if you think about Davis, for as much as he's been criticized, that really was a win. Oh, it's a great pick. You know? Yeah, it's a great they, I mean, they've gotten decent production out of of out of a fifth round receiver. Or fourth. I always get him mixed up with Shakir. Was he fourth round? Because I think fourth, yeah. Davis was fourth and Hodgins was sixth that same draft. And then Shakir is a fifth and yeah, okay. Um but either way, that that yeah, that's a win. He set he he played right away, caught some touchdowns his rookie year, and then just started never leaving the field after that. Also, with respect to the tight ends last year, Michael Mayer was the other guy. Like the betting markets leading up to the draft, Mayer was the favorite to be the first tight end picked. It was considered a surprise that Kincaid went, you know, to some, to many, mm-hmm. before uh, Mayer. And then Laporta did, too. And, and Mayer had a, a muted season as a rookie for the Raiders. All, tight ends are weird. Like, tight ends, it's it's unusual when you have a Laporta season. It's it's historic. Even Kincaid's was yeah. for the for the yeah. Bills and for a rookie. You know, it's it's up there. Laporta was was bigger, you know, bigger All the year. Touchdowns, big touchdowns, yeah. Right, Kincaid had two. Yeah. Okay. What did Laporta have? Like ten? Maybe. Yeah, he was great. Playoffs yeah. too. Yeah. How do you like that he played with that injury? He suffered. I thought too? he was done. I thought he was done like until September. I mean, I'm I'm drafting playoff best ball teams. I wouldn't touch Laporta after the hyperextended knee. He's screaming on the field in week 18, not even week 17, week 18. And they had to play the next week, and he did, and he had, he didn't have a huge game. He he scored, didn't have a huge game against the Rams, but he had a huge game against the Niners, if I remember right. Well, the draft, you know, so much to say. But I will bet right now that they draft uh, defense in round one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll bet that. I would bet that. All right, let's bet. Let's do it. I'll 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 bet. I won't even bet just offense. I'll bet receiver. I will give I you. I don't know that I'm right, but I'm just up for some action. I will I mean, give ho- you the offense. Hockey's been ho- hockey's been dark for me this week, so I'm 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 not. You're itching. <laughs> I'm actionless. You're yeah. itching for something. <laughs> yes. I'll give you all offensive positions. You just give me punter and kicker. <laughs> give me the specialists. Okay. I will I will give you offense. I'll take defense. Okay, that's fine too. Because I think Cody is right. Even though it's early, very early, I think he is right. And what are the Bills going to do on the defensive line actually then? Are they going to is it is this the same can you make the same point? Day 3 starters, they're going to need a couple of starters. Which 
Maybe they figure out a way to keep somebody or some a couple guys they have. Right. You know, right. certainly free agency, there'll be there'll be options. It's not like they have to use the draft for this, but yeah. I did I did catch a look at um, a estimate for a an AJ Epinesa contract, and it was pretty mid, like like five and a half million or something like that at annual average value. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So if if suddenly his market goes bonkers or something, um, you know, then maybe that becomes more problematic. But that, I, I, I don't know. Like that, that sounds like a pretty palatable price. Like you should be able to work around that. I know they have, you know, a lot of work to do to free up money, but they'll do it and figure out a way to open up enough money to do some things. So I don't know, maybe as much of a need as they have, I'm thinking back to, you know, being worried about Milano leaving when his contract was up and they found a way. Like maybe Daquan Jones and A.J. Epinesa don't have to leave. I mean, that would help a lot if they could manage to hang on to a couple of pieces there. Younger pieces, you know, not not your, you know, Jordan Phillips. Well, Daquan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jones isn't that young. Epines is obviously young. Shaq Lawson, you know, for example, is much older. What if he wants to leave? What if he wants a ring? Ooh. Ooh. Mike. He he signs with the Chargers. He wants to win. And tweets or puts on Instagram that uh, he's ring chasing with Jim Harbaugh. Well, that would be something. Did you not see the national championship? I mean, (laughs) I coached a Super Bowl, too. Lines open at 803-0550. Good start. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. Talking Bills draft as we start. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. You know, it's always interesting to see who stands out amongst this group and, and who's truly putting in the effort because I think there are always a dozen or two players that you, that kind of stand out. And of that group, there has to be at least four or five where you say they absolutely help themselves, right? They came into this week maybe as a day three pick, and now we're talking about them as a top 100 choice or something. So when they get on the field, go head-to-head against some of the top competition, it, it can't help it but improve your stock. Eric Edholm there. Roman Wilson might be 
one example of what he's saying. Michigan receiver seemed to really impress. Mm-hmm. So far, at least, the game is yet to be played, but at the Senior Bowl. That's not a name that had really crossed my face prior to this week. Oh, no. Absolutely it just not. wasn't, you know, you know, you tend to think about, you know, the highest rated guys um, and then whatever. I've had I've had a crush on Keon Coleman and he's not one of the top, top guys, um, you know, so but like that name was not. A, I mean, oh, well, OK. I had another guy. <laughs> Where, where's he going to go? If you would ask me on Tuesday, who's Roman Wilson, I would have guessed Wilson Phillips. One of the one of the members of Wilson Phillips. <laughs> I don't know. Who is or, Roman or, Wilson? Or like Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson. <laughs> Ro- I don't know. I, I think I would have gone Wilson Phillips Wilson right Phillips, there. The great, yeah. Yeah. the legendary Wilson Phillips. Uh, have you seen uh, the latest uh, Stefan Diggs quote? No, I but cannot wait for this. Do you have <laughs> Just... four and I'll guess which one is real? <laughs> oh, I, I, wish, I uh, wish I had the time. I, ju- I just came across this. Uh, on my Twitter feed, um, what is this? Nick Veronica um, is where this came from. He's with Channel Four. Uh, I don't know if he's there asking this question, but anyway, here's the oh, here's Pro the, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, at the Pro Bowl games, Mike. The right, Pro Bowl games. Sure. Um, asked whether he's optimistic about the future in Buffalo. Here's here's the quote. I feel like I take it day by day. Obviously, there's a lot of changes going on, a lot of things going on. I can't really put the carriage before the horse, you know what I'm saying? But I got a great offseason in front of me to put a lot of work in and kind of build around what we got and what we're doing. I can't tell you what the future holds, but I'm still being me. End quote. I didn't hear yes anywhere in there. Right. All right, I need a minute with that. Let's let's go to Dan here. Hi, Dan. (laughs) Man, you dropped that bombshell. I know. I know. If I'd have waited until, like, the top of the 4 o'clock hour, it would be old news. Yeah, you couldn't wait, Dan. All the other shows would have talked about it already, all our competitors. Yeah, Yeah. the wolf is already talking about it. (laughs) Doing your job. Um, Hey, listen, boys. Uh, Good afternoon. Hope you guys are well. Uh, I agree with the the last caller. Boy, it might be my new 13 seconds if I see them draft defense in in the first round. And my my rationale here is that you, in theory, have a scheme advantage with having McDermott as a as a good, talented defensive coordinator, well, head coach, but he, he knows how to coach a defense, right? And mm-hmm. we saw that in the middle of the season, even with a depleted roster, he lost some of his studs. They were still, you know, after a couple of weeks, they were still able to get back to being a talented defense. So I think you need you need less help you don't need as many talented studs on defense because you have a scheme advantage and you can't say the same for the offense. You have a freak advantage with Josh Allen as at QB, but you don't have that scheme advantage on offense. So that's why I think you got to stack talent at receiver um, all around Josh Allen to, to amplify him. And then you lean on, you lean on McDermott's brain to coach up, you know, maybe lesser talents on defense. So, I, I thanks, I, fellas. Thank you. I generally totally agree. Can I generally totally agree? We're, I guess I what what's maybe I just ge- short I, of totally. What's, I generally what's, agree. What's just short of totally is that there are degrees to this. I mean, there are degrees to your strengths and weaknesses on your roster, and equally as important, 
the strengths and weaknesses you perceive there to be in the draft. That's where, like that, that's the the asterisk on that point is the the logic that receiver is so deep that day two, not even day three, all right, even day two may not satisfy fans because it's not the first pick. That logic is sound, and if defensive tackle isn't. And you got a guy that you just think is amazing value because everybody's drafting receivers instead, then I think it can be okay. Um, but everything you said about like McDermott and just the value of having him and what happened this year as well as like you said also, Dan, I think is correct. All right. It's an ESPN uh quote, Diggs. Oh, okay, thank you. The yeah. ESPN article. I just yeah, it came across from from uh, from the guy from Channel Four is how it came into my feed anyway. Uh, retweeted by someone else, so I, I don't even know. Um, you know what, what might be a, a you know worthy thought experiment is what, like what I said near near the end of the first segment. If they don't go receiver at one, but do at two and three, versus receiver at one, and then that's it. Like how, how does that how does that land on people? Like again, it's not the it's not the premium pick, but I'm taking two shots at it here, and I, I like that. I, I like the idea of them using two, I don't want you know, two of their best assets on that position because I think it's warranted, given their their depth chart and where they were at the end of this season offensively, you know, kind of reverting into or converting into a running team. Um, and maybe a part of that was that they just did not have the talent to make the passing game work the way they wanted against a top defense like Kansas City. Uh, or, I don't know, I mean, they didn't exactly play top defenses down the stretch of the season, uh, but, you know, we know how it went. So I, I that that's why I brought that up earlier, because I, I feel like that I want two shots at it. Um, I, I want to give myself the, the best chance I can of getting someone who can help me as early as possible because I think it's going to be warranted. I'm going to just get completely tied up trying to analyze what Diggs is saying. I'm just, <laughs> just going to get completely into a pretzel from this. Are you optimistic? This is not a direct quote of the question as far as I know. Are you optimistic about the future in Buffalo? And he, it's not, it's almost a word salad, but it's not yes or no. Um, in Diggs' unique way, it's not really anything that you, you can know, I think, from this. But the fact that it isn't a simple, of course, Josh Allen, right? I'm still good. Any, like, we went to the second, anything. It's, right. e- it's an easy question yeah. to spin. Ask Sean McDermott if he's optimistic about the future in Buffalo. What do you think he says? Absolutely. I've got confidence in everybody. I mean, you've heard it a hundred, if not a yeah, thousand we've times. we got this quarterback. I think we're, you know, yeah, of course. Right. Maybe, like I'm, I, you know, I've read it over a few times. I read it already once on the air. Now I'm looking at it as we're talking again, and what exactly? I know. Yes. I can't really put the carriage before the horse. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that in reference to? What's the carriage? What's the horse? Where are we? What are we talking about? That that sounds like, do like alluding to a different opportunity. I'm not sure I'm going to be there. 
Right. That's what it's saying is I'm the not sure I'm going to be there. The carriage before the horse is like, you know, yeah, I, I can't tell you how optimistic I am because, I yeah, that's what the, the carriage before the horse part of this is maybe the most, oh, I'm getting, I feel my pulse quickening as I'm talking. I'm not, he's saying I'm not sure I'm going to be there. Yeah. Which. That, that's the anxiety why, piece of the quote, I think. Why it's pretzel time is because you can say that. I want to apologize to my my parents right now for where I'm just going to go into here with Diggs because <laughs> like you know just kind of get a life here, but I'm gonna I got a job to do. Um, what when when he's if he says in so many words, I don't know if I'm going to be there, which I think we both think is pretty much this. That can range from look out. He's going to try to work his way out, or he knows that the Bills are going to try to work him, you know, move him, anything like that, where he's got like real reason to believe he'll be somewhere else in 2024. Two, right? This is the range. That's one end of the range. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm not going to be there. I have reasons. I'm not going to tell you my reasons now. I'm still a member of the Bills now. So here. The other end of the range is, it's just what you say if you think, if your way of answering a question like this is, well, like Kyle Shanahan once got a question about, I think it maybe was his quarterback situation. And he's like, well, who knows if we're even going to be alive in a week? <laughs> like he had something like that. It was his right. response. You know, we'll all right. be dead. Maybe we can't assume we're, we won't be dead. Like you could also think of this that way. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it, it also could just, you know, before the carriage horse comment is a lot of changes going on, a lot of things going on. He, he might just, it, it's it's possible, all right, just stay with me. Uh, that's some humility there. Like, I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what they want to do with me. Uh, I'm not assuming anything. They, they, you know, there's there's a reality financially, and you know maybe they have plans, and I don't even know about them yet. I do think also offsetting the <sighs> terrors too strong, the anxiety, the carriage and horse part of that. The, the, the next sentence ends with build around what we got and what we're doing. Who's the we? The Bills, right? I guess. So that I feel maybe offsets the carriage and horse thing. I, no, it's oh. well. That, <laughs> the carriage I did and not horse anticipate thing. that this Friday would be this. I, <laughs> I can't say I'm too upset. I can't. I can't pretend right. to be too upset. Um, that can also just be completely benign and useless. You know, that's the way McDermott and mm-hmm. other people answer questions. You know, when they know something is up, but oh, we're just going to build around what we've got. I want to know what the changes are. I mean, not what the changes are, like what could be the changes. Obviously, there's a lot of changes going on. Like what? I mean, Epinesa being a free agent? What 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 changes are going on? The offensive coordinator is still the offensive coordinator, the quarterback, the head coach, the rest of the offense almost. What does he mean? It's I I think the fact that they're fifty million dollars over the cap and they're gonna have to change some things to get cab compliant before they can go shopping i i i I don't i don't find that cryptic at all i i I feel like that's just kind of matter of fact i i know i know what the landscape is i i we we this team has got you know it's got some decisions to make poyer hide like veteran guys that that may not be around anymore 
That's, okay. Those are significant enough changes to me. That's not A.J. Epinesa. Um, okay. So I, I feel like that, that could be all that is. I don't know, but I, I guess I hope that's what It's that just is. not the offense. Right. If he is not on the team, that's changes for the offense. Otherwise, the best you can do is probably Davis. What, Fournette? I mean, like, what, what are the changes on the offense that are expected? It would be Diggs, if it's anything. Because it, after Diggs, it's yeah. not a lot. I would I would expect that he would classify Davis as a significant change. Okay, well that's fine. Guy's that's, been on the field all can. the time, like I, you know, whatever. Um, like that might be a big deal to the guys in the position group. Okay, I'll slow so, down on that part. Yeah, I don't. I do not like that carriage and horse stuff, though. The carriage and the horse, not even the yeah. cart. Would right. you, are you are you going to go as far as to scrutinize carriage versus cart? No, please don't. I, 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 I don't think I have it in me. Please don't. I don't. Uh, I, don't I wouldn't even know how. Let's uh, yeah, maybe maybe at four forty. I will. I, <laughs> pencil that in on the. What schedule. a tease, <laughs> everybody! Don't be don't be away from your radio at, at four forty, <laughs> Eastern. I think you mean. I'm not a. I'm not one who says carriage. I don't use this phrasing a lot. I never say. But carriage. I think if I ever have, I say cart. I never say carriage. Yeah. I can't even think of a scenario where I ever would have said it. Undercarriage when Austin Powers was popular, I would have said undercarriage to you know mm-hmm. talk to talk about how much I enjoyed Austin Powers, <laughs> but that's probably the only time I've ever said carriage. Wow, what a moment! Dig speaks. We've been waiting. This segment might be the record for number of times I've ever said carriage in one day. It totally is my record. Yeah, it's the first five times ever, probably <laughs> just now. Eight oh three oh five fifty to call in. Joe Yurden on the Sabres as we are at the All-Star break. That'll be at 4. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. You have... Joined us on a great day, as Stefan Diggs has spoken, and apparently 
according to ESPN, was asked if he's optimistic for the Bills' future. And he didn't say yes. He said a lot of other things, like carriage and and horse and <laughs> and work to do. Mm-hmm. But he did not say yes. Such an easy, such an easy question to get past. <laughs> That's Diggs, though, right? Yes. He, he likes right. you to want to wonder what he's actually thinking. This has happened many times with this player. He wants you to wonder, and then if he's inclined at a certain moment, he can complain about the fact that you were wondering and maybe you were wrong. Like, what, when did I say I didn't want to be there? Mm-hmm. Somehow, though, there's always this speculation, and I don't think we're paranoid. You know, Maybe we can be. Maybe we're paranoid. I don't think so. I think he's said enough to make you wonder. And today, today counts, absolutely counts right. in that column. Well, what, what still what was not said during the last segment when we uh, discovered uh, this comment is the reality that financially it seems at least very, very difficult for the Bills to do anything with him this year. The, 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 the least difficult thing that they could do would be to rework his contract. I don't want them to do that because that just pushes this, that makes it harder to do this next year, like to, to get a divorce if you want to, um, or the year after. So I'm, I'm ready to just sort of swallow hard and live with whatever the number is because at his age and with the way the season ended, I want to be careful about committing to him for future years. Um so moving him has never seemed that realistic to me. I know it can be done. You can do anything. Like Denver's, you know, going to do something with Russell Wilson. Uh, but, you know, Denver's also not been a Super Bowl contender. The Bills still are. They're talking like they, they believe they will be again this year. I think removing Diggs and the penalties financially that that would incur, holy cow, to say nothing about how you replace him even – in the state you might think he's in, which isn't what it was two or three years ago. I mean, I, I just, I think you just better hope he's good again, is what I would <laughs> such, say. Such a feeling of being trapped, though. Yeah. I mean, it is possible that a trade could happen that would work for the Bills in how they'll have to deal with cap penalties, but draft pick or young player or both – um, because if another team, it's, it's, it's different from Tyree kill and important, a couple important ways, like his contract coming up and just things were different about that. But some other team that's in the running for a Super Bowl might want that. And I wonder how badly they would want it. And if he wants to go, that forces your hand a little bit or a lot. I don't know. Like, I, I haven't spent much time thinking about wh- it, whether there could actually be a trade o- other than to think that it would be possible. Because um, teams get in these cap holes and they get out. And I, when I brought it up to Sal earlier in the week, he's like, well, Dawkins, Douglas, Taron Johnson, you know, Allen. Allen seems like a lock to have a reworked deal. And it, the numbers are so big with him that that would put a huge dent into that, you know, that hole you're in. Um, so... I wouldn't want to rule out, you know, like you said. I'm I mostly have have been ruling it out. I I think that there whether it's uh, like the the best you can do 
uh, is, you know, sure, okay, it's there's going to be some penalty, and they already we're already trying to figure out how they're going to find the money to replace players that are not under contract. Not to mention the production you're talking about. I just I already I mean we we spent the first forty forty minutes of the show before I stumbled across this quote from Diggs talking about drafting two receivers with your first three picks because I need to replace Gabriel Davis. I remove Diggs. Like, what? I'm getting a younger, cheaper, as productive player in his place? Who's making that trade? Nobody is making that trade with me. Um, I could draft another guy, and maybe I get Justin Jefferson or something, but, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, that is just – I think a team that is is still thinking about contending, I feel like Diggs is an immovable object. It's not ideal, but I, I don't I, – I, I think he's he's as immovable as it gets. Mm. All right. We will get back to this. Next, though, some thoughts on the Sabres with Joe Yurden, our guest, coming up after the update. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.